All right, all right, time for another quick take with the Real Estate Law Podcast. My name is Jason Muth, one of your hosts, and you might wonder, what does it take to sell to celebrities or VIPs, high net worth people, these properties that are multi, multi, multi million dollar properties, okay? What does it take to sell to those people and how is it different from selling to just the average consumer? Well, Nathaniel Pichon Getzels is one of our guests a couple months ago. He works for Compass out in Los Angeles, and he works with exactly this clientele. He gave us some of the information that really he leans on when he's working with a high-end luxury VIP type client or property, uh, how it's different from just a typical client that might be buying a regular condo or a single family house. What are the things he has to do above and beyond uh, just listing the property on MLS and conducting typical open houses? It is a little bit more involved, uh, as you might imagine. Um, you know, we know these properties, we see these properties are often focused on all the coasts, you know, but every market has the ultra, ultra high end, you know, so if you're working with that type of buyer or seller, or you want to give a listen to this, and maybe you'll pick up a couple new things that will allow you to focus in on that clientele. How do you work with um, luxury clients and luxury listings in a way that's different from other segments of the market? So the most important thing, uh, and it's, it's important in every segment, but it's so much more important, is you have to attune with your clients. You have to attune with them. You know, Chris Voss calls it tactical empathy. Uh, Mark Golson calls it listening in. You know, some people call it the flow. One of my favorite clients, he calls it feeling the vibe, right? So you have to do that with your clients because to have a successful career with these, with higher-end celebrities and clients and CEOs, there's a few things. You have to gain their trust, you have to get top-of-mind awareness, and you have to connect with them, right, or attune with them. If you don't attune, they're not going to listen to anything you say, so you can't establish yourself as an expert. And, you know, if you don't connect with them, they're never going to hear any of it, so the whole thing is going to be out the window. So, you have to achieve top of mind awareness, but organically. And by that, you have to make that connection, establish yourself as a knowledgeable expert in the field, and then, you know, maintain that top of mind awareness. So that's the most important thing because otherwise you're a, you're a commodity and you can be switched out. But that relationship with them is what makes you unique and irreplaceable. And then the knowledge that you bring is, is taken on a deeper level. I was... But in my previous life, I like to tell people in my previous life, I was an educator and I worked in every level of school from preschool administrator to college. But one of the things I did, I was a behavior therapist and I worked with children who had any array of disabilities. But the core of most disabilities, it's a uh, perspective disorder. So they see and feel things in a different way on a different spectrum. And so the key thing with a lot of my students was if I attuned with them, they knew that I had that connection with them and they felt comfortable and safe. Because when you attune with someone, you feel more comfortable and safe with that person. Then even when things were stressful and they couldn't necessarily tell if the way they were feeling was right or what was going on or were getting overwhelmed, because we had that connection, they could come, it would help calm, center and focus them. And so they'd know that if I was telling them everything's okay, they knew it was okay, even if they weren't feeling it was okay. And it's kind of the same thing with adults and people in real estate. 
transaction. For a lot of people, it's the largest uh, financial choice they'll make. And if it's not, it's still a large financial move. I do have a lot of clients where it's weird to say it's not their largest financial uh, investment, and it, it probably won't be. But it still is a big move, especially if it is where they're going to live. Because where you live, regardless if, if it's based on money or not, uh, it affects every single aspect of your life psychologically, mentally, physically. I mean, the, the number one thing that uh, determines if people use green space or uses things is proximity. Not if they like it, not if they're healthy, not if it's just proximity and access. I always like to say, if, tell me what you like and I'll tell you where you live. Like, tell me what you like and, and I'll tell you where you live. And so attuning with your, with your clients creates that trust. And then you can establish yourself as the expert, achieve top of mind awareness, and then you become the, go, the irreplaceable go-to, right? And then when things get hard, which in a lot of these, it gets complicated. You know, there's a lot of unique, unique things that can happen, but they trust you. And then you also have a greater understanding of their situation and can find creative solutions sometimes when, you know, uh, somebody who maybe was less in touch with the situation would not be able to find that solution. That makes sense? It sure does. And, you know, I think there's maybe a hypersensitivity probably at that tier, but that, that lesson works its way down, I think, through, you know, other segments of the marketplace as well that, um, getting in tune with your client and, and making that connection with them. Um, so I'd, I'd actually transfer that advice to everybody, regardless of their, their niche in the market. Before I move away from the, like working the luxury tier, I maybe I'll want to get into a little bit of the more precise tactics. Um, when you have a, a high-end property, you probably have a smaller buyer pool out there. So how do you market those properties in a way that's different from a $600,000 condo? Absolutely. And you're, you're correct because, you know, you're, you're now you're talking about usually two or maybe less than the percentage of people on earth who can afford that, that listing. And then you have to find the person who wants to buy that style house in that place at that time. And it suddenly becomes, you have to become a worldwide sniper and just pop right into the people, the specific people, but all over the world, but right in front of them in the best way at the right time. Right. So, um, you know, obviously videos and photos are, are great and you can use social media and you can actually target people based on their other likes. So, you know, if you find people like that are members of the Rolls Royce Collectors Club, not a lot of people who have a, a small disposable income who are going to be a member of the Rolls Royce Collectors Club. Right. Other laterals you can look at that transect with luxury and that socioeconomic class. So that's the first way, right? You can target people that way. And then the other thing is do things that they find organically. So make the listing interesting and findable and searchable for people who, who are going to be wanting it. That's another thing you can do. Uh, obviously, you can do unique parties. Like a, a friend of mine just took a $17 million listing up in... in um, near San Francisco. And we're going to do, we're going to help them with a, with a Gatsby party at that house where I had them on my show recently, actually. And we were talking about how a Gatsby party would be a nice thing because it implies that luxury. It'll get 
the Rolls Royces, it'll get those higher end things, you know, versus like, let's say a casino night that you could do attract a different group of people, right? So that's a big thing or different way to target people. And it's not targeting them like, hey, you want to buy a house or, hey, are you searching for a house? Because very often they're not and they're not searching. And it's just, well, if it comes up, great. Because the people that are actively searching in that area for that thing, they're going to find you. But you need to sometimes reach out to that specialty group. Like I, I'm working on a, a property that's a huge horse ranch right now. And so we're going to look at doing, getting boxes at some of the polo events and some of the hunting jumper events and things like that to get the, the property more visibility, but in a unique way with people who are already interested in that kind of property. All right, there's another quick take with the Real Estate Law Podcast. For the full episode, go to YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or wherever you heard or listened to that quick take. We also have all of our episodes posted at realestatelawpodcast.com. So on behalf of Rory Gill, I'm Jason Muth, one of your hosts, and we thank you for listening. <laughs>